This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Nigel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me this week from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz, Jonathan Hood on assignment. But don't forget, if you're really missing the J-Hood wrestling takes, make sure you give a listen to Sirius XM uh, and Busted Open Radio Sunday morning. That is going to be from 9A to 12P Eastern. J-Hood uh, if you want to hear some his wrestling takes, and there will be more takes to be given once we hit Sunday, for sure. But where we begin today is the main event of Dynamite last night was presumably one of the biggest reasons that Adam Copeland decided to sign with AEW versus WWE. He wanted to close out. He wanted to have some sort of story and, and some sort of um, connection with his childhood pal, Christian Cage. And they made event it. They had the event last night. So, Brian, my question to you to start off the show. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland in the main event of Dynamite last night was? Remarkable. I mean, it's 2023, and we watched those two main event a wrestling show on free TV and deliver. They went nearly 20 minutes, first time as they were pushing in over 13 years, the two of them in the ring wrestling together. These are two guys that we thought we had seen it all from. Like, they were done. They've been Hall of Famers. They've been main eventers. To see them, and I'm a little biased. Like, I've always loved the two of them, Edge and Christian, growing up. Like, they're among my favorites. But, like, I was just sitting back, like, this is happening right now. It's 2023, and, like, those guys delivered. It's not one of those, like, hey, we have old names you recognize, and we're going to roll them out there. And then you're like, should we be watching this, or is the ambulance on standby? Like, those guys delivered last night. So I think the fill in the blank, it was remarkable to see those guys last night. Yeah, when you talk about growing up watching these two, clearly they're always going to be associated with the Hardys, who yes. haven't aged right. well. Um, correct. And of course, then when you roll them out there, I don't want to see any more of. Like, that's yes, the thing. When correct. you roll those two out there, I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to see that anymore. And, and, and probably, you know, Adam Copeland not wrestling for nearly a decade as he right. dealt with, you know, a pretty serious neck injury at the time <laughs> before he decides to come back. But I think that probably helps his overall body because it's very obvious watching the Hardy Boys that just the years and especially the style that they wrestled have just taken tolls on their body. But yeah, these two, they, it absolutely delivered last night. And I love, I love how it ended. Because you weren't going to blow this feud off. Like, this feud was not going to end on a random Wednesday in December, you know, in for, for Dynamite. You know, this wasn't Winter is Coming. This was just a regular Dynamite episode for these guys and for um, the Nick Wayne's mom. They, they said her name a couple of different times. I don't know if it's Shauna. I don't know if it's Shayna. Um, could be it's any Nick one of Wayne's those. Mom. Yeah, Nick Wayne's mom came out and then <laughs> hits ends up hitting... Adam Copeland with the TNT belt, obviously not forgiving him for, you know, taking two chairs to her son's skull. So, but that just kind of continues the story. It pushes it down forward instead of blowing off this feud. So they really delivered, had some, like probably the quickest kill switch I've ever seen after he leapfrogged the spear attempt and then was able to hit the kill switch real quick. They had some cool, unique moves that you would think would be tough for these guys to have. But as you mentioned, it, it's been 13 years since they've been right. in the ring as singles competitors, one-on-one -on -one versus one another. And I thought it really delivered last night. You know, I, it, when it comes to AEW and, and really any company that tries to start up the way AEW has, whether we're talking about TNA all those years ago or even WCW, like the, the one thing you're always kind of concerned about is, okay, do they have their own guys? How much are they leaning to old WWE guys? But like Christian Cage has certainly just become an AEW guy. Like that character, the way he's been able to deliver and develop that patriarch character. And Adam Copeland, by being Adam Copeland, yes, he still has the same music. Yes, he's the rated R superstar, has really fit into that roster well. So for those two guys to deliver the way they did last night, I thought it was spectacular. Yeah, and to your point about the way it ended, like there still is more there. And I feel like we'll see them again at the pay-per-view December 30th in New York. And I think, honestly, maybe that night you put the title on Adam Copeland and, like, he gets a singles title run, like, one last run, and they've added that significant things that way. But, like, I want to see more. It's not going to be like, oh, we just saw this. I don't need to see it again. They're telling stories. The match is there. Obviously, they're benefited by a life together, like, leading up to this. So that's helped with the story. But everything yeah, they've th done, including chemistry you know, is not an issue. censoring, like, it's worked out perfect. No, not yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Chemistry, not an issue with these the two. Don't have I mean, to worry about that. that. Well, and that's, you know, so when you start talking <laughs> about these two, like it's, yeah, like I, 
as crazy as it is to say, yes, sign me up for more Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland in 2023. And if it goes into 2024, cool. Like if they end up blowing up, they right. can find a good way to continue this feud and they end up blowing it off at the Greensboro Coliseum at Revolution in February. Cool. Like that, that to me means they're, they're telling yep. stories. And with these two at the helm, I, I trust these two. Like I trust their pro wrestling minds in order to tell a really good story if it ends up extending all the way to February. And I also trust that like the Nick Wayne's and Lucha sources of the world, somehow they're going to end up being elevated from this. We're going to see those guys shine at the end of this. And, you know, Nick Wayne was sort of involved in that Darby AR Fox thing early and swerve, but like that wasn't really working. But now it's a chance for Nick Wayne, who is so damn young to get that next step and to be around these guys. So you've got another element there where it's like hey we're also making stars right now yeah well that, and that's the one thing to aew's credit that they've done and it was when they did the four pillars match like they showed that off when all four of the guys ended up hitting their mentors finishing move you know like that was that was cool the one thing they've done with the young, young wrestlers is they paired them off some officially some unofficially with other superstars you know that that you can learn from and i think that's just you know nick wayne now being attached to christian cage is i, I it just it's just a smart thing because christian's such a good pro wrestler like that's only going to be <laughs> beneficial for him especially then getting to be around christian and adam copeland and the minds that they have that's only going to be beneficial for nick wayne going forward yeah, and I'm curious to see what the next match is. Can you imagine there'll be some sort of stipulation? I've seen people throw around like, oh, it should be a ladder match. I don't know if we need that from these guys. Like, maybe you just go like a street fight, but I'm curious to see what that is. Like, I want to see more of it, and that doesn't happen a lot in pro wrestling. Usually you get the payoffs like, all right, let's move on. Like, I want to see more, and that says a lot to AEW right now. This, to me, screams cage match, where to continue okay, to tell the story, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne get involved. So, oh, we got to make sure we keep them on the outside. You know, I'm not going to do a street fart and be that, you know, and let them get involved. We're going to do a cage match, and ultimately they still get involved because that's how, you know, that's how right. that works, <laughs> you know, in pro wrestling. But I, it, to me, if, if you're going to blow this off, like the way to blow it off, you're going to have to go like cage match, I think is the way to do it. Yeah, and, and I'm fine with that. And I think also there's a way with Copeland, like maybe you elevate someone else also. Like I know we saw it with Darby and Sting, but maybe you throw someone else to sort of even up the numbers and you have that going for you. Yeah. So, you know, I think there, there are a number of different ways and a number of cool things I think that they can do with this feud going forward. But last night it absolutely delivered in for a card that – I know we've been kind of up and down on this Continental Classic in AEW, but the more it goes on, the more I like it. Because when you, when you get to this part of the year, and maybe it's just because I'm used to the WWE calendar, right? Where, <laughs> all right, we just kind of, you, you hit after Survivor Series, just kind of tread water in December until you start actual build for the Rumble in January. And... Like, so pro wrestling in the month of December, because the, you got bowl games and now you got the in-season tournament to compete with. And you've got all these other things going on in the sports landscape where you just kind of tread water. And then, okay, whatever happens, December happens. We'll hit the ground running in January. Just putting on great matches and having those great matches have some meaning in terms of being a tournament. Like the execution at times has been waning because again, there are some questions about what you actually get if you win. And, and some of these, you know, how do you get to the finals? Like there've been some convolutedness to it, but the execution of the matches on collision on rampage on dynamite, but it's, it, it's a fantastic reason to tune in because you're going to be getting like last night. We just got a bunch of bangers uh, at um, yes. uh, on, on Saturday night, bunch of bangers. Like it's just a really smart way in a part of the calendar that is typically not, you know, pro wrestling heavy to have some really good shows. And I'll also give them credit for the way they're booking it, where they're not doing that wishy washy where everyone's two and one or one and two. And we got to keep everyone happy. Like I forgot who tweeted it last night, but you're making guys into stars like Mox and Swerve being three and oh, right now they're big winners. There's storyline there that involves some guys being going three. Like it would have been easy to say, Oh, let Mark Briscoe win one. Like give Jay lethal a win. Also they're saying, so, like, oh, like these guys are losers right now. You got to have big winners equal big losers, but they're doing a great job with all of that right now. So that just means like Mark Briscoe versus Jay lethal's buried on a rampage here coming up. Right. Sure. Or like, but we also, you know, Brian just, just on rampage this week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> which 
Wait, I mean, I, I don't know if we need to dive into the Brian Danielson working an injury angle so everybody freaks out um, <laughs> because they taped Collision on Tuesday this week. Yes. So that was, if you're, I'm sorry to spoil anything. If you try to avoid them, it's really hard if you're a pro wrestling fan to avoid them. But everybody freaking out about Brian Danielson potentially re-injuring <laughs> his eye socket on Tuesday. I assure you he's fine. He's wrestling right. tomorrow um, as as part of this as well. So storyline, he may be injured, but he's actually fine. But I don't remember. In terms of the schedule, Rampage was taped Wednesday and Collision Tuesday, right? Yes, Collision was taped on Tuesday, and in Collision, at colli- the Collision taping is when he was reportedly injured, right? right? And but it still didn't change the fact that the nut job wrestled back-to-back nights. Oh, yeah, no, he still wrestled back-to-back nights, yes, correct, <laughs> yes, yeah. But he's just not, he's not actually, well, I mean, he is injured, he didn't right. actually re-injure it, all right? I just needed But to- also, shouldn't be wrestling back-to-back nights after just breaking two bones in your orbital, or however you word that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in his defense, he said he's done it before, so... Oh, okay, cool. Then, you know, like... How about it? <laughs> so, but again, like, he, he he knows how to work around... Again, this is a guy who wrestled 10 minutes with a broken freaking arm. Right. Like, I, I think he can figure out how to avoid, you know, to protect himself. I guess I, I shouldn't trust him to protect himself at this point, but I still kind of trust him to protect himself at this point. But we're getting great matches from from yes. AEW right now, and I think that's that's a great thing going forward. And you're getting stories, like... Brian doing what he's doing, Swerve doing what he's doing, Mox, Brody King, Eddie yeah. Kingston sort of being an underdog. Like there are so many stories told within this tournament, even though we don't know where it's headed and we don't know what the winner gets, there are still stories being told, and that's a good job by them. Yeah. And and again, it's one of those things that if they do it again next year, I hope that they learn from some of the that's the first time they're doing something like this, right? right. And supposedly, reportedly, Tony Khan's got the whole thing already mapped out, which is great. But they learned lessons from the first forbidden door. We were very critical of the way they approached that first forbidden door. The second one, they did a much better job of integrating yep. AEW stories while still building for that big uh, dual promotion pay-per-view. Yep. So if they do this again next year, hopefully they learn some of those lessons while keeping some of the good things, like some of the mini stories, because it seems like they're better at those quick little mini stories within right. this right now than they are some of the long-term storytelling. So that just kind of keeps you intrigued, I think, as a viewer. Yep. Some of the other things that we want to talk about today in the world of professional wrestling, we like to call it the three count, the other top three stories. Brian, what do we have at one? All right. You mentioned bowl season going on in college football. That also means the college football playoffs. So let's bring it over to the pro wrestling world. If you had a pro wrestling playoff with four wrestlers from any company, which four are you putting in that playoff? Okay. Are we doing a men and women here? Sure. Why not? Okay, because the women's one was super easy for me. The men, okay. I've got a bunch of crosses. The, the, the men, I've got one. I know who Alabama is, you know, in terms okay. of they're always going to be there. The men, yeah. I've got Roman. The, the other three spots are up for grabs, right? Okay. Um, so we could get to that one in a moment. So I realize I probably left out some, but I th- for the women, I immediately wrote down Mercedes, Britt, Charlotte, and Becky. Okay. And... I could probably, yeah, like as much as I would love to do a four horsewoman thing here, sure. I I don't know as as much as I have enjoyed her character work and as much as I've enjoyed them hinting that she may be out of the group she started in WWE right now. I, I just don't know if Bailey, with the knee injuries she's had in her career, if she can go the way she used to when she put on the banger of a match against Mercedes slash Sasha in NXT all those years ago. But it also could be a situation where they're just protecting her because I once thought the same thing of Sami Zayn where Sammy was doing all those goofier characters and it's like, well, they're not really letting him go. Is he okay? And now that, you know, ever since he was into the bloodline, like he's put on some really good matches. So it could be a thing where they're protecting her and eventually they let her go again. But as of right now, I think those would be my four. I, I, that's the thing with Bailey. I feel like we're still forgetting what she can do. Like, I think it's been so long since we've seen those 60 minutes and things like that. We're forgetting. Like I would have her in mind. I'd have Becky there. Also the other two, Bianca and from the AEW world, I go Tony. Like what Tony storm is doing right now. Like, yes, there's character, but we know she can go in the ring also, which last night proved that again. Like I put her in there. Yeah. Which by the way, just just such a great touch of using the resources available to you um, by using the guy who does the intro to the Turner Classic movies, yeah. like to introduce Tony Storm. 
Like fantastic. I mean, I'm a little disappointed he didn't say the entire catchphrase. You know, he just sure. went chin up and watch for the shoe. But at the same time, that man's a professional. Probably right. shouldn't be saying tits out. Probably shouldn't be doing it. So, you know, tip of the cap to that um, in the introduction to Tony Storm last night. I also, guess- the production of the black and white in match. Like the flip to yes. do that in match, like an extra touch last night. Like everything she is doing right now is a home run. Yeah. And, and Tony can go. I mean, I guess I, I look at her more of as character work. Same thing with like EO Sky, Bianca Belair, sure. Jamie Hayter. I mean, I know she's yeah. injured right now, but that's another woman that I kind of kind of considered for that list. Like I, I wrote down those four names right away thinking, okay, this is probably it. Then jotted down some other women's names. Um, Kyrie Sane could probably be part sure. of that when she, you know, again, kind of shows everybody what she can do now that she's back in WWE. But those were the four that I still initially wrote down. Um, the other were, woman were I would four. throw in there, and from a college football standpoint, I feel like she'd be the group of five team that is competitive and is undefeated and maybe has an upset. And you're like, do they deserve to be in with four teams? And ultimately they get screwed over because that's what the four team is, is Willow. Like, I know we haven't seen that big, big win yet outside of the weird Mercedes one. But Willow, every time she's in there, she just performs. She's entertaining, and I feel like she needs a bigger stage. Yeah, I haven't – I feel like I want to like Willow more than I do. And maybe that's just okay. TV time. That sure. and, and very honestly, that could just be TV time and the lack thereof and going back to the way that outside of Tony Storm and really, I, I guess, at this point, um, you know, really outside of Tony – Sky Blue's on TV a lot right now. Yeah, she's been on TV a lot. Well, because <laughs> she's been involved now with Tony Storm. She was also involved with some of the House of Black stuff. Sure. Um, so she's been kind of floating between the two stories that the only two stories they're willing to tell on women for, for the women AEW right now is their two champions. So maybe maybe it's a lack of TV time for Willow. That sure. that just doesn't fair. have me as hot. So who would you have as your four for the women? So my forward, Tony Storm. I, I may be, Jackie, I may be putting Emily. you. I'm, yeah, I understand. I'm putting you on the spot where I wrote all this stuff down, and I'm like, hey, let's do a women's one. So, no. Tony, Becky, Bailey, and Bianca. Okay, which is fair. Which is yeah. fair. I I just feel like you have to have a Charlotte. Like to me, to defend the I Charlotte know. pick. Like I as, as she sort of feels like the Bama, like you said, where it's like, are they actually good? Or are we just going off name right now? Well, but she still is good. Like she's yeah. still one of the few women willing to climb to the top of a cage in war games and do a moonsault off the top. Like, but she never hits it. Like that's the thing. She goes <laughs> up there and then misses it. Like, I feel like that war games one is the most she's ever hit that moonsault. Yeah. Well, again, it, it helps when you have that many women below you, <laughs> like you're, you, it kind of helps, but the fact that she's willing to do it and, and she okay. just, Again, I, I understand maybe we're sick of Charlotte constantly being around, but yeah, I just don't know if you can have a tournament without her. The men's side is a lot more difficult. I yeah. Roman is the one seed. Roman's in, yes. I think that's a guarantee. After that, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Like, do you have to go MJF as you know, power five conference champ? So you know, they never get left out of playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, you're not bitter at all um, no, as no. the Florida the resident Florida state fan who was watching a Florida state game during a pro wrestling show in Chicago right. earlier this year. Um, I wrote down MJF and I don't know if it's guaranteed, like as okay. a, especially because he's a, like he's been champ for over a year. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like he has to be. And I think ultimately he's going to be there. Like to me, he's probably Texas at this point. If we're, if we're okay. drawing the parallel of like, yeah, ultimately they probably have to be there because they beat Bama and yeah, sure. they've got the one loss, but I think MJF ultimately has to be there, but I'd, I'd be open to hearing arguments to, to counter that, I guess. I think he's, I think as the champion, that's what they are. I think Roman MJF were the two where I was like, all right, they have to be in because then after yeah. that it's wide open. Uh, so I am going to just the, the names that I just jotted down. Let me know if I missed somebody for consideration for these last two. Cody, okay. Punk, mm-hmm. Danielson, Omega, mm-hmm. Sammy, Gunther, Seth, Mox, and because I'm me, Vikingo. Okay. So Vikingo, Vikingo's like Cincinnati, right? Like he's he's the group of five team that like if everything else, if everybody else beats each other up, sure. he he can sneak into that four spot. The two that I don't near you mentioned that I would throw in there also just based on right now, Swerve and what he's doing. And Osprey. Sure. 
Bruv? Like, how do you yeah, like Osprey? Osprey. Huh? Yeah, that's true. That's that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> so those are, everyone else, yeah, I agree with. Okay. Maybe not. Vicino, I think Swerve. Yeah, I think Swerve probably still has a little more work to do. Um, okay. I think everybody else I listed probably has a better body of work. While sure. there might not be somebody hotter than Swerve right now. Sure. Like Swerve. I the will hot say. Team. Yes, and like we talked about a little bit last week, where Raw might end up under that Warner umbrella. Maybe we see some sort of crossover. Like, how cool would this be if at the end of the year, like? Somehow these companies are working together. And obviously there'd be a lot of ego checking to get involved and make this happen. But just to do something like this with both companies, like that would draw some numbers. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think? Like, I think it'd be able to do pretty well for it. Um, okay. So I had initially written down, written down before I started like scribbling and crossing everything sure. off. <laughs> My initial four were Roman MJF, Mox and Seth. Okay. <sighs> and then I crossed it all off because like, I'm, I'm also thinking like, Oh, how can you leave off Cody? How can I leave off Danielson right. or Omega? But like the reason why I initially gravitated towards those two is because even though Roman's been the champ for three years, even though MJF is been the champ for a year, Mox and Seth are the two flag bearers for their respective companies sure. right now. Like they're they're the workhorses that anytime you need something, those guys are there for you. And maybe that's not good enough to get you into this ultimately. Right. But that's the reason why I initially wrote that down. I mean, again, we we talked about it ad nauseum with Mox when they were going through the CM Punk drama. Like every time Punk got hurt or anytime somebody got hurt, all right, Mox, sorry, you can't go on your fishing trip, bud. We need you to be champ. And Mox just goes, okay, and he jumps in there and does it. You know, and Seth has been such so good as the champion, even defending that World Heavyweight Championship on Raw to be that counter to Roman, who's not always there. Like Seth is the guy who's carrying the flag right now for for WWE on their flagship show on Monday Night Raw. So that's why I initially wrote down those two. So I guess I would submit those two to the committee and and tear those apart as you will. So I think that's fair. I think the issue, and I think both Mox and Rollins are sort of in that same boat where they're in that really good, but like, is it good enough? So like, if we're going to compare it to current day college football, like they're sort of that Ohio state, they're going to get by, they're going to be really good, but they suffered that late loss. It's like, ah, sorry, you're on the outside looking in right now. The other two I had were Osprey and Punk. I feel like Osprey is sort of the Washington of this year. Every time he's in the ring, he's going to deliver. Like it's going to be a five-star match. They're going to go undefeated. And Punk is, I guess, sort of the Michigan, where it's like, we know this name, we know what it's going to draw viewers, and we know it'll be good. We don't know if it's going to be great. We don't know if there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes, but we know the name, and that's going to draw viewers. So my four were Roman, MJF, Osprey, and Punk. Yeah, and that's – honestly, Punk is where, once I wrote that name down, I started scribbling everything off because – Roman Reigns draws numbers like he has, like he's, yeah. he's drawn audience numbers. He's drawn TV numbers. He, he's, he's been great business for WWE. I mean, after that, I know, I know Cody does great, especially at house shows. Like people want to go yeah. see Cody. I mean, is there, is there a bigger draw in pro wrestling outside of Roman than CM Punk? I mean, we're talking about a guy no. who, and, and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow night on SmackDown. Man, I don't know where my guess is Punk ultimately ends up on Raw since they put Randy Orton on SmackDown. So my ultimately guess would be Punk ends up on Raw, but SmackDown's going to be in Green Bay in a couple of weeks. If Punk is there, I'm probably driving up there. If he's not, <laughs> I probably will just sit at home, you know. And and you got Roman that night though, and then Roman advertised. Yeah, for that? Roman. Yes, Roman is advertised for that night. Um, but I guess I just. I want to see CM Punk in a WWE ring. Like, I want to see him cut a promo. I want to see him do something. I guess I'm just hopeful that Green Bay being close enough to his home base of Chicago that we would potentially get him up there. Right. So leaving Punk out seems tough. But then again, that's that's where I'm like, okay, if I put Punk in, is Punk good enough to drop MJF? Because as he, he is champion and has been champ for over a year, but I think his spot could potentially be up for grabs even though he has been over a year champ because the beginning part of that run wasn't very good. Right. Uh-huh. The latter part, the latter part has gotten better. Maybe 
has gotten better because of an unfortunate timed injury to his tag team partner. Because there was, for sure. a while, there was too much focus for me on better than you, baby, than the actual world championship. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think it's interesting to hear that because when you put Roman and MJF side by side, one of our biggest criticisms with Roman is we never see the guy. Like, he's rarely on TV. He rarely wrestles. He rarely defends that title. MJF is there every week now, starting to wrestle a little bit more. Like, I was curious to see how they put him out there last night, and they did the backstage angle to where he didn't have to wrestle. But just Well, because the he's dealing with an injury. Like, there's, right. there's no way we see him wrestle before the 30th of December, right? Right. And I, at this point, feel like he's going to drop the title at the end of the month because of those injuries and because he probably needs some time to heal up. But he's there every week. He's doing all this stuff. The devil storyline is entertaining. You know, there's always those hints where it's like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Like, he's telling good stories right now that maybe not bloodline level, but they're really good right now. And I think he deserves credit for that. Yeah. Okay. So, Roman, MJF. All right, I, I do have to put Punk in mind. Like you're, yeah, you're just a hundred percent. Like I, I just, I just think it's hard. Even though, again, with with Punk, we know there's always an injury risk, and that's the 100%. scary part of CM Punk, right? That's the scary part about CM Punk right now is that you don't know how much longer you're going to have him to right. tell some of the stories you want to tell because he's been an injury risk, and well, because he's Phil. Right. Um, <laughs> you also, yes, you don't know when something's going to upset. Like that's the risk WWE is running with not having him out there every week is him sitting home and getting bored and he sees something or hears something that ticks him off and he's going to go on Instagram and complain about it. Which apparently gets you fined in AEW now, by the way. Um, yes. Ryan Danielson in charge of that. Yeah, I like that. Which, honestly, they probably needed because there are a lot of people complaining about their booking. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> but with with I understand what... I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with Punk tomorrow night because... Yeah. The way they've handled it, I understand not wanting him on SmackDown because the way they handled it in SmackDown just it's it, being two hours, it's just such a tighter show. But then to not even have him on Raw at all, so right. you have this the biggest return, one of the biggest returns in the history of your company, the most watched social media events ever in your company. Ever. <laughs> you give him five minutes at the end of Raw, and now we have to wait. Over a week, we got to wait 10, 11, 12 days till we get him on SmackDown again. Like that just, yeah. it, it just seems, I've got questions about how they're handling this right now. It almost feels like they don't have the full plan mapped out yet. Like maybe they know what they want to do at Mania and there's the Stone Cold rumors and Rollins is dropping his stuff. But like, there's a lot of time between then and now and even between now and the Rumble. Like, I think it goes back to your point earlier about how right now we're conditioned wrestling fans like, all right, this is a slow time on the schedule. And WWE is sort of treating it as that, where it's like, all right, we just got to get to January when Rumble is in the distance, when we can see it. So they're like, oh, we don't need them every day. We don't need them every week. We don't need them every two weeks at this point. And that just sort of feels like where they're at right now. Yeah. And again, once once he signs to a show and then you can get into that regular rhythm, that's that's sure. the tough part, right? And we'll see what happens if he ends up signing with SmackDown, if he shows up on Raw and he's still a free agent. Again, I'm hoping for middle of December CM Punk in Green yeah. Bay. We'll have to wait and see. Are, are we overlooking Kenny Omega? I agree. Like, he's sort of, and I've mentioned it with Bailey. like, I feel like he is forgotten at this point where it's like, ah, oh, it's just Kenny and like, the current storyline, even like he's barely on TV. He's got a match Saturday against Ethan Page, which does nothing really for anyone. Like he does feel forgotten about, which is odd. What about Omega being the devil? That would get him back in storylines. So it. Kenny is a heel, is just always weird. I feel like fans don't want to boo him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I doubt it's him. I'm just trying to figure out a way because they teased last night. I don't see it being hangman. Right. But what if like the young bucks being involved makes sense to me? Yeah. So like the bucks being one of the, the henchmen makes more sense. Like, I don't think Nick or Matt is the actual devil. <laughs> so then if Omega is, or I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just I'm grasping at straws on things that I think could potentially be cool for whatever that eventual reveal is. Yeah, I mean I'd be okay with Kenny. Yeah, it's it's 
That, that's neither here nor there. That's 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 getting us away from which four wrestlers would you want to put in a wrestling playoff. Um, <sighs> I still kind of struggle um, trying to figure out who I want to put is as the fourth. Osprey makes a ton of sense, but I feel like I feel like Mox or Seth just need to be rewarded at this point for their loyalty and who they are. And Osprey's kind of bouncing all over the place. And yeah, I mean, those I, guys I'm, I'm going to. I am going to put. I'm going to put Mox because I think it just kind of represents another different type of pro wrestling in in the in the four. And I think that no matter what situation you put John Moxley in, he's shown that he's going to deliver for his company. So I'm putting my four are going to be Roman, MJF, Punk, and Mox. I think that's fair. And to the Mox point, like him and Swerve need the main event next week, and Swerve gets the win. Well, so again, that's where that's where this question comes in. Is so they're going to have semifinals. We know that. Yes. Is is it one versus two in the same bracket? Is it one one oh. from the gold versus two of the blue? Is it reversed? So this is where I have questions to try to figure this right. out because, like, if it's just like we get a rematch of those two, like maybe Mox goes over now, but then Swerve gets the victory in the semifinal to advance to the final. That's fair. And then looking at that group, so Jay White also two and one right now. So I guess technically he could get into that semifinal as well. Yeah. Which would be interesting. So, but yeah, I mean, even like that to the point of storytelling that uh, classic Roos being one and two, like he's getting a big stage, he's delivering and he's taking losses. And I don't think it's really hurting him right now. No, because he's physically, being featured. Yes, but storyline, well, no. No, physically he's fine. It's the oh, opponents okay. that he faces. Like, that's 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 the one who are taking really the brunt of uh, of hitting it. All right, what do we got at number two this week? All right, you mentioned Mercedes Monet. Well, Sean Ross Sapp reporting that right now there's more of a possibility of Mercedes going to WWE than when he checked back in August. She did appear at All In while injured. Recently posted training video. Where do you want to see Mercedes Monet end up? I personally want to see her in AEW but I don't think that's the best spot for her. I think the best spot okay. for her is WWE because they, they've amassed a lot of talent on the AEW women's roster. They have a deep roster. We, we, we were just talking about mm-hmm. Willow, but when you think about Britt, and I know Jamie Hayter's hurt right now, but um, we are going to eventually get um, Serena Deeb back, and she was doing some great mm-hmm. character work before. Um you know, Tony Storm, and, and they have a deep roster, and there's a reason that Britt Baker's pissed off that she's right. not getting more television time. And I understand that that's, you know, as, as you know, Jay Hood mentioned last week, that's ruffled a lot of people the wrong way, but the dude's, a, I mean, she's a star. You know, yeah. when CM Punk comes back and goes, oh, you guys, you guys really know how to make someone feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh, like, she's over. And I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw her on TV, and the, the women just are not getting enough time despite having five hours of television. And that has to do with probably having an oversized roster in AEW right now. So like, I, I'm just so scared that Mercedes would come back to AEW, get that initial push a la Soraya, and then just kind of disappear and fade into the background sure. where on, on the, on the women's side of WWE, they are finding time each and every week on SmackDown on raw to feature those women. They've done a better job finding, you know, a way to feature the tag team champions and have some tag team matches on the women's side. I just, I, I'm too fearful that initially the pop would be great for her in AEW, but even though she's one of the biggest women's wrestling stars on the planet, that she eventually gets forgotten about in AEW. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. And I think with AEW, I'm a little more hopeful that, they realize what a prize she is, that she is basically the Will Ospreay of the women's division. Whereas in WWE, they've been doing great at featuring women's wrestling the last month or so, the last two months, and that's a credit to Triple H. But I worry about her ending up in a certain category. Like when I think of her, I put her in that Sammy KO category where we know what they can do, but is it enough to be a star in that company? Her and Bailey can main event at WrestleMania, but will they ever? Probably not, like outside of maybe a random tag match. And even then, you're going to need another name on the other side. In AEW, I feel like they she can get that push. And maybe that's what's been missing from that division. Maybe she elevates them to that next level to where it is her and Tony. It is her and Britt. It's her and Soraya. Like, they're able to do all these different things where, like, 
all right, we've got this shiny new toy. We're not going to get bored with it. Let's really elevate this division. But I guess in, in, in when I look at WWE, like outside, like what's a, what's a WWE match or story that you would really want to see with, I guess if she went back to WWE, it'd be Sasha Banks. I feel like she's told a lot of those stories at this point. She's had a lot of those matches with the sure. four horse women, with a lot of the women they have in that division, despite it being, you know, put in there with, you know, now you've got EO and you've, uh, you know, you've got Kyrie Sane back and you have mm-hmm. some of those matches maybe that could be presented in a fresh way. I just, I think of the possibilities of, of Mercedes versus Brit, of Mercedes versus Tony, of Mercedes versus Jamie Hayter. You could even, you know, go to a Mercedes versus Soraya. You know, you, yep. you've got enough stars in that women's division that you could do some pretty cool things. Yeah, from a WWE standpoint, and I, the thing goes to, like, how they book things, I honestly don't remember, like, whether her and Bianca crossed over, whether there was ever anything there. Yeah. Which, again, so, like, that would be the one fresh one you could tell. And because right. because the fact that the fact that you don't remember, so it right. doesn't matter if they did or not. Because right. if you don't <laughs> right. remember it, like, it still can My guess is that most people have a hard time remembering whether they did or not. So you can prop that up as something new and fresh. Yeah. So you had that, I mean, Jade eventually, like you could do something there. And if the worst case scenario, if she's not as ready as everyone seems like Mercedes can handle that, like she can carry her through a match and make it work. So there is stuff there, but yes, I agree with what you're saying. Like there's so many more possibilities in AEW right now, if they're given the time. And that's such a big if right now, when it comes to AEW and women's wrestling. Yeah, I just I guess I hope that once the Continental Classic is done, once we hit that new year, they start to get featured a little bit more. Because right now, again, the Continental Classic taking up so much time, understandably yep. so. They have, you know, in a race against time, trying to get all these matches in before you have the semifinals and final before the end of the month, which is going to be yep. here before you know it. But I, I think that yeah, AEW is the better spot for her. But I thought Soraya, and and I think they were doing the right thing with Soraya by keeping her special, not having her wrestle all that often. It's hard to remember that she won at All In. Like, she (laughs) won at Wembley. She was the women's champion three months ago. Like, it's insane. It's insane to think about because, I mean, what, she's now the sidekick (laughs) of a potential love angle between Angelo Parker and and Ruby Ruby Soho? Yeah, and even like her return was such a moment and such a pop and such a surprise that yeah, she's now just sort of forgotten. Like outside of when she's you know making headlines on social media fighting with trolls. Yeah, and by the way, Soraya is like one of those people that can be a star in that division and can't even be featured on TV. Yeah, that's can't even be featured on TV. You have that at your disposal and. Maybe it's just because Tony, like the Tony thing came out of nowhere and they didn't expect it to be as big as it ended up being. And they just don't know what to do now. But still more than, because that was the only women's match last night, right? Was that the only, were those the only two women featured last night? It's only one women's match. Like that's all they do on every show. It's like, hey, here's your women's match. Now you can't complain. We gave no airtime. But at least with the women's match, then you'd also get the backstage segment with Tony. So you'd at least have multiple, you know, you'd have like three or four women featured on the show. I mean, not counting CJ Perry as a manager. Right. Like, no, you did, did we see anybody on TV? Night. Yeah. Because you did get, we see uh, I'm blanking on her name, but like the girl with Tony. Oh, um, Mariah May. Yes. Yeah, so you've got, so three, if you count her. Yeah. Oh, man. That's just, <laughs> that's a terrible job. Like you gotta, you right. gotta be better. You have to be yes. better. I understand, Agreed. like, um, a House of Black and, um, oh, what's her name now? I'm blanking Julia on her Hart. name. Yeah, Julia Hart. So I understand that the House of Black is more of a collision thing. So, you know, they won't be, you know, maybe that TBS title won't be featured as much on, on Dynamite. But yeah, I think you got to be better. And especially if you want to sign a big star like Mercedes, yes. you, you have I to agree. find a way to, to, to feature women's stories more on your team. And maybe that's why she's go- gone cold on them. Like the proof is in the pudding right now. When you look at the women's yeah. wrestling in that company where she's like, do I want to go there? And that would make sense. Like I wouldn't fault her for that. Well, and the fact that it does seem like Vince is completely out of the booking. Right. You know, like her having a better relationship with triple H, you know, and again, Mercedes left <laughs> under bad circumstances, right? Bad taste in the mouth. CM Punk's was a thousand times worse and he came back. Right. So like, <laughs> He got he got fired on his wedding day. Like he's right, yeah. And he's like, 
yeah, Hunter's fine. I can work with trips. So that's, yeah. so she'll be all right in that department. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. What do we got at number three? All right. It is officially, I declare for the Royal Rumble season, some betting odds out on the men's side. The favorites right now, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, followed by Gunther, LA Knight, and The Rock. On the women's side, Bianca and Bailey are the co-favorites, followed by Liv Morgan and Jade Cargill, and then Becky Lynch. Who are your three favorites to win the Rumble matches right now? Um, first and foremost, shout out to Liv Morgan. Did not realize she was a Packers fan. Showed up at the yeah. Packers game on <laughs> Sunday night. Like, you kind of got lost in the shuffle because, I mean, the biggest celebrity yeah, in the yeah. world happened to be at Lambeau Field in Taylor Swift. Yeah. And also, like, then she was also walking around. So I don't know if this was, like, her shield, but she got to walk around um, and she was taking pictures with Simone Biles, whose husband is a member of the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. So... So, you know, she could kind of slide under the radar. Uh, let, let's start with the men's side on this. Yeah, one. the star levels are a little different there. Yeah, yeah. No just, offense to Liv. No, no, no offense. Yeah. No offense to the former WWE Women's Champion. <laughs> one of the best Olympians of all time just kind of out, you know, <laughs> so ranks a little bit higher yeah. um, in terms of Packers <laughs> fandom. So, obviously, Cody is going to be number one on this list. <sighs> the LA Knight thing is really intriguing to me. Like, I think I would really want LA. They need to give him a bigger moment other than running in to make the save for Randy Orton, as it almost felt like he was forgotten about on Creative on SmackDown. Like, oh, you can it make the save. It feels like we're going down that path. Like, we're going to be talking to where Mania is going to roll around. It's like, oh, crap, we don't have anything for LA. Like, go cut a promo. Go say, yeah. Like, it feels like we're going that department right now. The crazy part is usually when they forget about guys, like, I feel this happened with Matt Cardona. You know, when he was okay. in WWE and he got so over with his Long Island IZ YouTube series, right? Like he got uh-huh. so over with that. He was the U.S. champ. And then they put him in bad storylines and eventually just kind of like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, OK, we're kind of they're not getting past L.A. night. Like the pop that he got to come out yeah. to make the save on Friday was still rather large. So the fact that they're they're almost kind of pushing him off to the side, like the fans and crowd aren't forgetting about it. So you have to give him a big moment. And. Like Cody doesn't need to win the Rumble again this year. I don't think he no. he 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 won it last year. Great. If if you're still going the direction of Cody versus Roman, like I understand, one's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. You don't need to have Cody win the Rumble again. Just doesn't need to happen. You can find better ways creatively to get there. Whereas I think somebody else could use that rub of of winning the Royal Rumble, and I think LA Knight would be at the top of my list of. I think he could probably use that and you could get a great crowd reaction um, after he wins. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be a moment. Like, and I feel like we got it last year with Cody just because of the unexpectedness, but like LA Knight winning would be a big moment. It would be very loud at the trough in Tampa, but like, I don't know if they see him like that. Like, I feel like there's enough. We talk about proving the pudding. Like, with LA Knight, he got the one moment. It was overseas, but he got the one main event match. And then I feel like now the rest is like, all right, we gave you your moment. Please buy T-shirts. But he's not winning a world title anytime soon. So I guess the, the next the, – to answer this question fully and get to the other two, we have to ask this question. Who are the men's champions going to be going into Rumble or going into Mania? Roman, clearly. Who's mm-hmm. is, is Seth still champion going into Mania? It feels like it at this point. So like, I think those are your champ. So then is it punk? See what the way I thought it through, if it's Rollins and Rollins is such an overface, I think Gunther like this, they've been pushing him to the moon. He has been delivering time in and time out. He wins the rumble. He beats Rollins and you've got yourself a new star right there. But what do you do with money in the bank? I think that's just going to be pushed aside also. Like, I think he's going to end up losing. God, that's, that's so disappointing. Like, so disappointing if they yeah. have the money in the bank. Because in order for that to mean something, like you can't have that person continuously lose. I think the fact that it's basically a guaranteed championship is what makes it fun. Right. And that's what makes the moment of, if it's like, okay, you won the money in the bank briefcase, I guess it's a 50-50 shot if you win or not. Like the moment right. of winning the briefcase isn't as euphoric. It isn't as important. It's not as fun to watch as a fan. So if Seth Rollins is still champ going into wrestlemania then we know it's going to be cody versus Roman. 
unless again, yes. Dwayne makes, if Dwayne makes a miraculous comeback, then Dwayne can win the, the Royal rumble and make that make sense. So we can figure out the Seth part later, but it, it, I guess it kind of comes down to then. I think it's punk, right? I, I still, I, 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 yeah. I like, I just don't know if they're ready to, because I don't think good. There's going to be a, two, a double champ. I don't think they're going to have the IC and world heavyweight sure. championship on him. So does he just like, but does he, easy, does he pull like, a Samoa Joe? Does he do a Samoa Joe and go, Hey, nah. I'm relinquishing this and going after this. No, but I feel like you could easily have him drop like Imperium screws something up. And like, he drops the title that way to where he takes the pin, but it wasn't his fault or something like that. Like they seem to be pushing towards Imperium breaking up in the next few months. Like, you can do it that way, and there's an easy out right there. So you kick out um, one of the members, and that member ends yeah. up screwing you, something like that? Yeah, or just screws up by mistake. Or it's like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And like, you know, the old it's wrestling. They can figure that part yeah. out. Yeah. That, Gunther is one that I've, I've been waiting for that. Because, I mean, no matter how much he has been featured, the IC title is still a mid-card belt. And I've been yes. waiting for them to take that off of him to make that next step. And for whatever reason, they've been very hesitant to do that. Yeah, this would be that chance. And with Rollins, you got the heel face dynamic figured out and you can save Rollins and Punk for something else. Like, that'd be a pretty big moment. I don't think they're main eventing, those guys. Like, even though the Rumble, you know, main event WrestleMania, like, I think they've sort of worked around that. I don't think it's a main event of either night, but it's still a moment for Gunther. Yeah. What about the women? Who are the, the other favorites? one I throw out there? Uh, so Cody and Punk are the co-favorites. Gunther plus three hundred and fifty. La Knight, The Rock. And who else? Who? who who's the other also, one that you want to throw out? I was Drew. Like I, the contract status might you know do things there, but like I feel like he's doing pretty great work right now as a heel. Is there something there with him? Oh man, does he? I mean, I, I mean, it's very possible he wins at Rumble over Seth. Yeah, like I, I think I don't even know if he's going to be in the oh, Rumble do it that way. I don't know okay. if he's in the Rumble. That's interesting. Like he's he's on a warpath, man, and you, Seth is going to need an opponent for the Rumble. To me, it's going to be Drew That's again. And maybe Drew goes over that time. I'd be okay with that, but then also like it's a weird path after that. Unless it's Drew and Jay at Mania, and Jay gets that opportunity. I'd be cool with that, because you could... Seth versus Punk doesn't need a championship. Right. It doesn't Uh need a championship attached to it. Like, that can be, you know, if that's the route that you want to go for WrestleMania, like, that's... You got plenty to work with with those two that it doesn't need a championship. (laughs) So, you know, maybe Punk screws over Seth and helps out Drew, kind of gets a little bit of that, that heel turn, and we get the heel Punk in WWE, I'm not sure. But again... The fact that we're kind of stumbling our way through what the men's rumble looks like just makes me that more excited for the men's Royal rumble. Like for the first time, like at this time, well, I shouldn't say at this time, but three weeks after this in early January, it's like, ah, Cody's going to be back. They did all the vignettes for Cody. All right. We know he's going to win. Then he enters at 30 and it's like, God bless America. Like, what are we doing? Like, you're not even going to make him. So as the Royal rumble being my favorite event all year long, like I am legitimately excited because I don't know what either championship match looks like on the men's side. Like, I don't know who's going to face Roman at the rumble. I don't know who's going to face Seth at this point at the rumble. So that leaves up a wide open field for in the Royal rumble. What about the, I I agree. And that's the funny part. Like, you can mention all those guys where it's two, six, eight guys deep. or like, all right, they can win, be legit cases. And that makes the Rumble intriguing. I don't think we get surprises this year. I mean, we've got CM Punk has made a return. We've seen The Rock show up on a SmackDown. Outside of a random legend or two, we probably don't see many surprises in that match. But the intrigue of who's going to win and how wide open it is, like, this is the most anticipated Rumble in a long time. And they still have almost two full months to build towards it. Yeah. Could you, I mean... Oh, I know. I know you're probably going to say no. Could Sammy be on that short list? And I would love that, but no. Like they've told us no. Like I'm trying to manage expectations. I don't know. You would dangle that out there. <laughs> they've told us no. Like Sammy as a world champion, the mini main eventer, isn't happening. Okay. All right. I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> who are the favorites on? The- but I would love it. Who are the favorites on the women's side? 
All right, so the co-favorites at plus 250, Bianca and Bailey. Behind them, plus 333, your girl Liv Morgan and Jade Cargill. Plus 500, Becky, and then Kyrie Sane, plus 650. This feels like, to me, Bailey gets kicked out and then wins the Rumble to get the shot at Mania. That's what it feels like to me. Which I'm fine with that. Which I am completely fine with because, again, Bailey. The work that she has done as the leader of damage control, and again, kind of going back to what we were talking about in, in terms of the in-ring work, it's been more character work for her. You know, yeah. it's been more character work for her, but she's been fantastic. And I think she deserves the reward of winning a women's championship at WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, she's sort of forgotten about. I think she deserves that big stage. We know that she would deliver. And if it's a Bailey face run again, Push her to the moon. I think the fans would be very behind that. Does the hugger come back? I don't know if we go that far. Like maybe Bailey with an edge as a face. Okay. And maybe we get the the weavy things at Mania just for that pop in sure. that moment. Yeah, but you're not saying, well, I guess her hair's shorter now. It should be tougher to go with the side pony, but you know. Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Just yeah, I, I like Bailey with an edge. <laughs> I like Bailey with an edge, especially yeah. after she's been kicked out of the group that she started. What do we have this week in news and notes? All right. Other things going on in the world of professional wrestling. Right now, we've talked a lot about Ric Flair and his involvement in AEW. Tony Khan tells the New York Post with about Ric Flair, quote, we're not paying Ric Flair. Ric Flair is essentially paying us. We're getting paid by Woo Energy for all his appearances, so we're collecting revenue from them. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's an easy reason for Rick to say he can walk away if he embarrasses the company. I guess I, that's damn man. Like that's just, he did have to have a line edited out of rampage last week. So congrats to Rick. One of his first promos in AEW had to be edited because him inviting 18 year old girls to his hotel room. Well, yeah, I think it was like 18 to 28. Like, I mean, not, Oh yeah, there was a, there was a man. He didn't learn his lesson. He didn't learn his lesson that it was creepy. Nature's when they did. Nature. Yeah. Nature's just going to nature, I guess at this point, he just can't help himself. Um, and, it makes more sense now why WWE didn't want to necessarily do business with Rick and the Woo Energy Drink, especially if they didn't want to run. Yeah. I don't know, but what he's doing in AEW right now is certainly not opening the doors for him to come back. I'm not just saying by working with AEW, because clearly they don't care about that. I'm just saying the work he's currently doing is making it tough for, for him to go back to the WWE. Yeah, I feel like Tony Khan, you're just watching the clock. Like, All right, just got to get to March. Just got to get to March. Like, Come on, Rick. Like, keep your pants on. Let's do what we got to do. But just got to make it to March right now. Basically, yes. Basically. <laughs> More AEW complaining. Jeff Hardy on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast says, currently, he feels like a ghost in AEW. And, quote, there's something so special that Matt and Jeff have within us to bring out. Matt Hardy has also expressed his frustration with AEW booking. Yeah, I wonder if those guys are part of the group that ended up getting fined by Brian Danielson. <sighs> Yes. They had been featured, I think, when, when Hardy had complained on social media, like 33 televised and pay-per-view matches, like in a pretty loaded roster. Like, yeah. you are lapping Britt Baker, my friends, and you should not be lapping Britt Baker at this point. Um, yep. That's I, – I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm being disrespectful to the Hardys because I love the Hardys and everything they've done for professional wrestling. I don't need to see them as much right now. I mean, they did the trios match last week on, I think it was dynamite and brothers Day is doing all the heavy lifting in that trios match. Cause he's talented and yes, it's yeah. You, you, you guys are just, you, you lived a hard life and it's catching up to you. Yes. Like it's rough to watch them in the ring. I don't want to see them in the ring anymore. I'm sure we'll get the them edge and Christian one more time. And maybe you pull the Dudleys over. The other thing that they're forgetting in this complaining is that they were featured and Jeff's issues reared their ugly head. And, you know, he had to deal with all that. And that squashed a lot of your momentum. And that's probably one of the reasons if you're Tony Khan, you're like, why am I going to invest time if we have to deal with this again? And all of a sudden we have to stop everything. And, and so that's, like, that's on them. Unfortunately, that's been the story of Jeff Hardy's career. And Jeff is right. still beloved by the fan base. Um, yes. But it's... It's tough if you're a promoter, whether and even if they go back to WWE. I mean, it happened to WWE, right. right? Like they get the initial pop and you get the tag belts and then something happens. And then you're like, okay, can I really trust these guys? And right. it's unfortunate, but that's, I don't, I do not just 33 televised matches. Like 
I'm good. I'm good, guys. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to see you that much. <laughs> Every once in a while, sure. Not that much. I completely agree. More wrestling free agency. Sports Illustrated reporting Okada set to become a free agent at the end of January. The report says the 36-year-old is seriously entertaining the possibility of wrestling for a different promotion. Well, and that's presumably part of those rumors is why uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has been featured so heavily and given a pretty positive push on Monday Night Raw to show, oh, yeah, no, Japanese wrestlers, we love Japanese wrestlers. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've never buried any of those guys before. <laughs> look, at, look at what we're doing with Shinsuke right now um, to try to get in their good graces of Okada. Um, I would say he makes more sense in WWE, or excuse me, in AEW than WWE for the same reasons as Osprey. Like, I, he's got so right. many roots in New Japan that I'm guessing he's going to want to go back there on occasion and it just makes more sense to me for him to be in AEW. That being said, he honestly probably makes more sense. It's just staying in New Japan. I, I don't trust sure. WWE with him. And AEW is already jam-packed and probably has too bloated of a roster at this point. New Japan might be the best thing for him. Yeah, I mean, where he is currently, we're able to see him featured. We see, we're going to see him in Danielton in a month at Wrestle Kingdom. In WWE, I'm sure somehow he'll end up with a missed gimmick because that's sort of the MO of WWE. He's like, wait, you're from Japan. Like, you know how to do the mist, right? Yeah. Like, that sort of seems to be sort of their thing. How familiar are with great Muda? Right. <laughs> and to your point about them featuring Knock, like, I feel like Monday's promo was like, hey, remember we let him win a Rumble? Like, look, look, this happened. He won a Royal Rumble. Like, we're good. We treat our guys right. Yeah. Man, I would I would love for Nock to like actually go over in one of these feuds because it's it feels like they finally figured out a way to make him like this badass. Like the, the promos and yeah. everything that they've been doing with him, the vignettes have been so awesome. Unfortunately, I just don't think they're actually gonna go anywhere and he's not actually gonna win any feud. Uh, agreed. Uh, and finally, news and notes, WWE News dealing with some legal issues. They're forced to censor and edit the word. Yeet! Out of their programming, independent wrestler Casey Scott Huffman trademarked the word for pro wrestling back in 2021. So, can't wear that shirt on TV anymore, Jay. How did they screw this up? <laughs> How did they screw this up this bad? Like, to the point where they had it's to edit the so word bad. yeet? Like, Jay's, Jay's not going to be able to help himself. <laughs> like, he says it all the no. time. We had... Um, uh, when, when we had um, uh, Angelo Dawkins on the show, he's like, yeah, yes. he's just running around backstage yelling yeet all the time. Like, he's not going to be able to help himself. You're going to have to consistently edit that out. Like, usually they're so far ahead of these things in terms of getting, like, any sort of trademark down. You would They had to blur it out this week. <laughs> like, How are you – like, Vince just, Vince just cashed in 700 mil. Like, give this guy a couple mil for yeet and let's move on. Yes, like give him a random WWE spot. Like I don't get how they haven't made this problem go away yet, but they blurred it. They apparently had to edit out some of the chants from Monday, which I don't get how that's their problem, but quite an interesting predicament there. Well, and that's not going away either because when he's in matches and they start doing the, you know, they're standing toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe, you get one punch, and you're going to yell yeet there. And they're also, yeah, like I don't know how that's their problem. Is Does this guy have as much power over that as buffer does over the phrase i am not going to say maybe i don't know like i'm not like like buffer has everybody scared to like even bring that like yeah like i ain't saying that phrase and i'm nervous you even mentioning his name and there is a saying like, I don't know, like we're allowed to go that far like yeah, but I may I may have just canceled the show by even mentioning that Buffer right. has trademarked a phrase. Like that's he's very right. protective. So it's it's wild that they had to, that they have to edit out yeet chance. That's wild. And maybe again, maybe we're getting ourselves in trouble for saying yeet this much on this yeah. show. But a big corporate entity, how do you not know that beforehand? Before printing all these shirts, before going forward with all this, like it's so odd. Yeah, very very strange. <sighs> what did you have this week as your matches of the week? All right, we talked about Adam Copeland versus Christian. I put that up there. Speaking of Jey Uso, him and Rollins on Monday, I thought, delivered. I was really into that match. And the other one I threw out there is Tony Storm and Sky Blue last night. Like, felt like that was one of Sky Blue's best matches. The entertainment aspect, but I thought it was just a really good match between those two as well. All right, this doesn't happen very often. So, And, and again, it's tougher when, when Jay Hood's here as well because we're going to have some sure. overlap. We don't have any overlap this week. No? Okay, wow. So if I were— right, if, I mean, the other one we could throw out— 
if you want other one, Mox and Roosh. So Mox and Roosh is the one I picked from last night. Violent? Yes, Mox and Mox okay. and Roosh last <laughs> night was that. I I don't know why, man. I just love Roosh. Like he's just right up my alley. Like absolutely love. And then you get crazy John Moxley. Like yeah. it's all fantastic. Um, which he didn't like. Sh- the, the most shocking thing that happened in pro wrestling this week is that Mox took on Roosh and didn't bust himself open. That is fair. Also, was Mox aware he was on TV for that backstage promo? Like, that no. was a very odd start before the swerve. No. Like, like, I think he was, oh, well, because hey. clearly he was supposed to, like, start with his back to the camera. And I think yeah. he just didn't hear the the action direction. I'm not sure. You're on? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, by the way, Mox, we got we got live mics. It's too late now. You, you know, just. So, that, that was a little odd. Um, from Collision, I had Brody versus Claudio. It kind of got off to a slow start, but yep. then once they really started picking up some momentum um, on on Collision, I think that ended up being really good. And then if I were to pick a match from Monday Night Raw, it was not, although it was a tremendous... We went back to having a very good Monday Night Raw again after having a yeah. dud, despite having the return of two huge superstars a couple weeks ago. Uh, Drew versus Sammy, I thought, really delivered. And I thought they told a great story. Yeah. I thought, again, with Drew and the whole thing that he talked about, hesitating previously against Seth Rollins going for the kill against uh, Sammy and the knee in the moment. I thought uh, they not only was it a good match in the ring, but they also did a great match of telling the story within the match. Yep. A good raw. And also to your point of kind of classic, like Brody King being featured and being able to showcase that he's a gigantic human being and can do things that men his size shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. But him getting this stage has been pretty cool to see. Yeah, and I, I think he's the one coming out of that side of the bracket, but it's it's kind of up in the air. I, I would love to see him get that push, but that's what we had this week for matches of the week. Again, if you happen to miss our boy Jay Hood, make sure you check him out on uh, Sirius XM coming up on Sunday at 9 a.m. as he'll be on Busted Open Radio. But if you listen to this, you know, just through your podcast, don't forget, check us out on YouTube. We do this show with a video stream. Comment, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash at goodkarmawrestling. Wrestling. We'll be back again next week. We know there's going to be plenty of things to talk about because it's pro wrestling. We'll do it all right here next week on GKW.